All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Do you ever say that? No, I don't. It's interesting because I, I like... change it up a bit. Yeah, you're yeah. trying something new every yeah, day. Yeah. The pressure is on. I'm going to be expecting something <laughs> brand new each okay. day. Let's see yeah. how many I can get out of Adam. I also got a howdy out of him, which I thought was yeah. pretty funny. I've never said that before. <laughs> Korea's changed me a lot. Korea? <laughs> Interactions with a lot of people from America, I should say, rather uh, than Korea. Different parts of America. Where yeah. does hey come from? <laughs> California, maybe? Oh. Yeah. I, I, I kind of picked that. Well, I didn't. Yeah. I did used to say that. Yeah. Not in that tone, though. <laughs> you know, I, I do realize, though, I mean, with that recent, I, I think it was like a choreographer show, right? The yeah. dancers competed, and a lot of those dancers, just yeah. to get everybody hyped up, they use a lot of haze. Yeah. So I guess it's trendy for you to use it. It's fun. I'm trying to get with the trend. Trend. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. A bit late to it. But <laughs> I was okay. say. Let's turn our attention to keyword news. We're going to try to highlight some of these major headlines for you this morning. This is our first pick of the day. Omicron symptoms. So there have been many questions surrounding the Omicron variant and its symptoms, which are said to be relatively mild. For the time being, that sounds pretty conclusive. Mm. So run us through some of the Omicron-specific symptoms. Yeah, uh, Korean health officials have given some information on the symptoms, and there have been kind of uh, a lot of studies on the symptoms yeah. and the variances that have been uh, going uh, been out in the public as well. Sure. Uh, they say that previous variants caused infections in the lower respiratory respiratory tract, i.e. the lungs and places like that. Uh, Omicron causes infections in the upper respiratory tract, so basically your throat and the upper part of your body. So uh, in this context, the lower it goes, the more dangerous. Exactly, because yeah. uh, it targets the yeah. uh, respiratory organs yeah. like the lungs, and it could lead to pneumonia and things like that. Uh, so this means that while the Delta variant uh, causes problems for the respiratory system, such as pneumonia, as I said, Omicron produces higher up in the nose, throat, larynx, and uh, even even oral cavity resulting mm-hmm. in milder symptoms such as a, a runny nose. So basically they're on par with uh, common cold uh, sure. symptoms. Uh, but runny nose, headache, fatigue, uh, sore throat are four fairly common signs in both the Delta and Omicron variants. Mm. Uh, chills and fever are occasional for both as well. Mm. Now, when infected with a Delta variant, sneezing and loss of smell and taste can also be witnessed. Mm. Uh, but an Omicron sneezing is actually common, but uh, loss of smell and taste is actually quite rare. Mm. Uh, usually a runny nose is the first sign of Omicron infection, followed by headache fatigue and sneezing so again very similar to uh, the cold which makes it kind of difficult for us to maybe distinguish mm. uh, symptoms for a common cold to the Omicron variant that is right uh, now uh, if you do catch the cold a lot then you probably know uh, what level of severity sure. your symptoms are uh, and you could be suspected of being infected with Omicron if they are slightly worse in mm. those symptoms so uh, the symptoms are slightly stronger for Omicron than the common cold It's also more transmissible, uh, as we have seen uh, in the numbers and worldwide. So even if the symptoms are milder, the risk of infecting high-risk groups is also high as well. (laughs) 
Vaccination uh, is still recommended. Uh, there's a 50% protection against infection uh, with three doses, that is, uh, and 80 to 90% pr- uh, protection against mm. severe disease. So it is still uh, warranted uh, to get that vaccine. Sure. There have been claims that children are also more at risk of catching Omicron as well, but that doesn't seem to be the case uh, as of yet. All right. So, I mean, as we've repeatedly talked about on the show, hospitalization fatality rate remains stagnant mm-hmm. in this recent uh, hike and daily infections, but it's still highly transmissible. So to protect the vulnerable, it is, of course, highly recommended we continue to get the booster shots. All right, on to our second keyword of the day. Korea's credit rating. So Korea's credit rating seems to be stable, with mm. Fitch ratings maintaining a double A minus rating. Mm. It's it's relatively high. So run us through the details. It is relatively high. It's the fourth highest level on the agency's mm. table, actually. This double A minus. Uh, Korea has been at that level since September 2012, so it's been quite a while. Uh, now Fitch also gave Korea a, a stable outlook, which means there is a high possibility that it will maintain the current rating in the coming months as mm. well. Uh, Fitch said. Korea's robust external finances, resilient macroeconomic performance and strong exports are balanced against geopolitical risks from uh, North Korea, Mm -hmm. as well as structural challenges from an aging population. Mm. Uh, It also said Korea has a fiscal room to accommodate its rising government debt to GDP ratio in the near term. Mm. But the agency noted that a sustained rise in the debt ratio could put medium term rating pressure. Uh, Fitch also maintained its 2022 growth outlook for Korea at 3%. It said recovery of private spending will likely support economic growth, Mm. but it uh, warns that growth pace of exports may dwindle due to uh, mainly China's economic slowdown, mm-hmm. one of the countries that Korea exports the most items to. Um, that outlook is on par. The 3% outlook is on par with the estimates by the Bank of Korea and the IMF. Uh, Fitch also forecasts mm-hmm. that the Central bank here will raise the interest rate two more times this year to tame inflation, uh, something that has been widely known anyway, but mm-hmm. expected to, uh, uh, but expected no further hikes in the following year of 2023. I mean, if it is effective within this year, that would be the mm. ideal goal, not yeah. to roll that into 2023. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's turn our attention to the third key word, our eating habits. It's mm-hmm. changing, right? Mm. So this is our third pick of the day. Low rice consumption. Are you floored? <laughs> Koreans seem to be eating less and less rice because yeah. rice consumption is, well, it's hit a record low last year. First, mm. want us through the numbers. Yeah, it's quite surprising. Well, not really surprising, but maybe surprising for our foreign listeners. If you, I, I guess if you get these news in bits and pieces, it's yeah. surprising. If you're living here, I mean, you saw the trends change yeah. over, I think, the last few years, maybe. Exactly. Even. So from the outside, it may seem a bit weird, but the average Korean person consumed uh, just under 57 kilograms of rice last year. Which still sounds like a lot <laughs> it to me. Sound like a lot, but it is a whole year. <laughs> and considering that people, Korean people are stereotypically uh, reliant to on rice. eat rice yeah. for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I mean, maybe not so much. All right. <laughs> um, that is down slightly 1.4% from the year before or 0.8 mm-hmm. uh, kilograms. Mm-hmm. Now, the Korean staple has been on a steady decline ever since 1980, if mm. you believe, uh, due mainly to changes, of course, in diet and eating habits as well. Mm. A lot of Western food is being consumed in Korea uh, recently. And um, it's about maintaining a healthier diet. I right. think there was a time when Korea is much more poor and white processed food was coveted. Yeah. It was imported largely. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. white processed foods, meaning sugar, flour, and even gluttonous, I think, white yeah. rice. We're kind of fighting against it, knowing mm. that too much of that is probably not good for your health. That's right. A lot yeah. more salads are being consumed, basically, <laughs> recently. Now, uh, the 2021 figure had more than halved, actually, compared to 30 years ago. But the rate of Onya decrease is actually slowing. Uh, uh, it slowed last year from mm. a 3% fall in 2019 and mm. a 2.5% fall in 2020. Mm. So it seems to be steadily declining, the rate of decline anyway. Uh, mm. This comes amid a rise in demand for home meals, especially during the pandemic, mm. as well as the growth in the number of single-person households mm. as well. Uh, food and beverage manufacturers making packed lunches also used 16.2% more rice last year compared uh, with a year earlier. That kind of ties into the fact that more people are making uh, or consuming these ready-to-be, uh, ready-to-use mm-hmm. meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, which meal does, kits, Meal kits, yeah. yes, that's right, which does have a lot of rice in them yeah. with side dishes uh, that you get from these convenience stores. Yeah. yeah, a lot less people have been dining out, of course, because of the restrictions and mm. stuff. There you go, changing diet, changing habits. Yeah. If you can believe it, just a few decades ago, I remember my grandparents and even my parents telling me yeah. that one of the nicest thing you can do when your friends or colleagues who visit your home was mm-hmm. to get warm water, melt mm-hmm. sugar, mm-hmm. And give it out as a drink, if you oh. can believe it. Wow. Yeah, it's not of our generation. Sugar, yeah. <laughs> it's just sugar water. Yeah, right. Times have changed. Yeah, On to our fourth keyword of the day. Korean Air Profits. Korean Air says it has a record fourth quarter in annual operating profits in 2021. Run us through the details. Yeah, so it seems to be doing quite well despite the pandemic with less international travel. And the airline said the rise was fueled by strong cargo demand and freight rates as well, becoming a bit more expensive. Uh, Even though the passenger market did stay a bit uh, subdued during the period. Now, the airline more than quadrupled operating profit, in fact, to 704 billion won in Q4 compared to the year before. Uh, for the whole year, operating profits surged a whopping 514% mm. to uh, just under 1.5 trillion won. Revenue rose uh, 18% on year to just under 9 trillion won. And the firm reported, uh, the firm, rather, reported a net profit of uh, 639 billion won compared mm. to a net loss, actually, of 190 4.6 billion won back in 2020. Mm. So uh, both quarterly and annual uh, operating profits are actually record figures as well. Now, the airline logged uh, just over 2 trillion won in sales from cargo transportation mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. That's a record high and mm-hmm. also a 60% increase on year. Um, a rising demand for cargo flights during the end of year holiday season actually helped with that. And it's led to an increase in rates as well due to a shortage of available space. Mm. Um, now, the carrier said it regularly transports chips, batteries and cars, actually, which will allow it to continue to generate notable sales from cargo. Those tend to be a bit more expensive items to ship overseas or Mm. I shouldn't say ship, to fly overseas. (laughs) Um, Sales from uh, passenger flights totaled uh, just under 380 billion won. That's up 50% on year. Um, Now, quarantine-free travel bubbles that we uh, saw to Guam, Singapore and Hawaii actually helped increase the number of flights. So it did help a, a significant deal because right. I thought it is really just rely on those cargo trips more than anything mm. else. Majority, yes, but yeah. uh, travel bu- 
bubbles are apparently helping too. Yeah, so it goes to show how many people were frustrated of staying in the country. (laughs) They wanted to get out overseas, look at the beaches and uh, get the sunset or the sun in their skin and their eyes. It's funny because (laughs) at this point, I kind of don't feel like I need stats to tell me that. Don't we all feel it? I mean, (laughs) isn't the department store full for that exact reason? Yeah. All right, I'll leave it there for now. But some some sign of hope for the struggling airline industry. Mm -hmm. On to our fifth keyword of the day. Unsold treasures. Ah, but neither you nor I can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) A highly anticipated auction of two state-designated national treasures has ended with a single bid. So, tough market. What's the latest? Yeah, it's uh, a bit sad, actually. Now, the two artifacts were the first national treasures actually to be put up on the block in the country. Uh, There were uh, national treasure number 73, which is a portable shrine of Giltzbrand Buddha Triad, and Mm. a national number uh, 72, Gilt Bronze Standing Buddha Triad with inscription of Kemi Year. Now, the starting bid for number 73 was 2.7 billion won and 3.2 billion won for number 72. Mm. These centuries-old artifacts are from the collection of Kansong Art Museum. Mm. Now, the museum has actually been struggling with financial difficulties lately and has yeah. been offloading its collection uh, to raise money for the past few years, and it hoped to pull in between 28 and 40 billion won for the two items. Mm. But the sale failed to generate any interest and received no bids at all. Mm. Initially, the lots were expected to get bids from two decentralized autonomous organizations, or DAOs as they're known, including National Treasure DAO and Heritage DAO. They were set up earlier this month in the hopes of buying the treasures and keeping them on public view. So but, why was interest short of expectations, right? Well, it's not really such a, a matter mm. of a loss of interest, but rather a Money? loss... Money? Uh, yeah, they failed to, to raise enough cash to fund any bidding oh. for the two items. And therefore, the works will be returned to the Kanzong Art and Culture Foundation, which runs the museum. And this is actually not the first failed attempt at selling items. Back in 2020, the museum failed to sell two other artifacts at auction. Uh, and they actually ended up in, collection, in the collection of the National Museum of Korea. Uh, but they did get some money, 3 billion won. Mm. So uh, some solace there. But this time, no bids at all. But frankly speaking, I mean, these treasures are massively expensive, as you've said. And it's yeah. not a buyer's market right now. It's right. less demand for it. You can't imagine a private collector trying to get their hands on this because it's mm. not just about buying. It's about preserving it. And that's yeah. an entirely different story. Exactly. I'll leave it there for now. On to our last. Oh, I guess we're getting a lot of updates from the culture front. Last keyword of the day. Squid Game nomination. You thought we were done, huh? Mm. The hit Korean drama Squid Game is continuing to do well in the American Award season with the producer, uh, Producers Guild of American Award nomination. Mm. It's kind of a prestigious one because yeah. it also doesn't shortlist a lot of foreign titles. Exactly, it certainly doesn't. And uh, it's one of many nominations from yeah. a few guilds, actually. Yeah. Uh, and as, as you say, it is quite uh, historical because it is the first non-English language show to earn a PGA Award mm. nomination. Uh, it's running alongside Yellowstone for Best Episode drama. Uh, the PJ is a sturdy bellwether actually for likely nominees for the best picture Oscar but that usually goes to movies so mm. um, I don't think Squid Game is in contention but it could have a category and where it is nominated in uh, the Academy Awards. Now Squid Game has gotten a lot of attention it's garnered a lot of award nominations mm. from organisations including the Screen Actors Guild uh, and the Critics Choice Association mm. um, in just the past two days actually Squid Game has uh, notched up more nominations from separate guilds as well Mm. Uh, these include a nomination in the category of Excellence in Contemporary Television at the upcoming 24th 
Costume Designers Guild Awards. Is there a lot of costume designing? Oh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it was Sorry. probably one of the most common Halloween costumes <laughs> of last point. year, right? Because, I mean, you think Bridgerton, and I mean, right. in comparison, this kind of, you know, <laughs> it looks simple. Right, and a lot of uh, a lot of entertainment shows in Korea as well, they, yeah. they've done it to death with the whole <laughs> costume, uh, the green tracksuits and uh, training gear. It's still going, It's Adam. still going it's still as going. well. Right. I'm a bit concerned that it's being a bit overdone, but oh. of course, that's just me. Mm. Uh, now, earlier this month, actually, Squid Game made history again by becoming the first Korean drama series mm. and non-English language drama to receive four nominations for this year's uh, other prestigious Guild Award, mm. the Screen Actors Guild Award as well, which is very well known. And who can forget about the Golden Globes? That was insane. Uh, yeah. That was a very good achievement, wasn't it? All right. Thanks for ending on such a high note. Yeah, you're very welcome. Welcome. I can't speak today. <laughs> My tongue is swollen. <laughs> get, get some rest over the yeah, weekend. We'll yeah. see you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.